Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business. They'll make sure you're completely covered. They'll do everything they can to save you money. And they may be able to do that with bundles. They are the pros, pros insurance, and even better people to deal with. They're just great people. It's Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, here with 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Wide selection of pre-owned inventory, all with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Castle Rock, Colorado, two feet of snow today. How about that? But spring is upon us, which means spring football practice, which is just getting underway now for the Nittany Lion football team. With that, we bring in Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Frank, it's been too long. Yes, Happy New Year to you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, sunny, cold March day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so let's get to the football part. Um, when you listen to James Franklin today in your notes, what really stuck out to you about what he talked about? Uh, just, I think the you know the admittance that hey, the quarterback room is thin, and and, and we may still have to go out and find reinforcements. Uh, you know, so yes, hey, we have a lot, you know, we have faith in Sean Clifford. He's been our guy the last two years, despite the ups and downs, but you know, we got a new coordinator. We got, we have to reemerge, so to speak, and recover. And if it takes going out and getting another guy at the end of April, so be it. Well, and I've always felt that when you look at the transfer portal in Football. There are like three, usually three times I identify as possibilities. One of them is after spring practice, where somebody like the realization hits them that uh, I'm not so sure it's going to go go well. Or I think they'll have options there, Frank, because I think after spring practice, a lot of people looking around saying, "Okay, what are my options?" Yeah, I, I think there will be some options. It's just it's it's still hard for me to. To wrap my head around who would be the right guy at that time, I mean, how many right options will there be for Penn State as meaning someone they can bring in that, like James said today, it's not just a body, it's not just a hope. Right. It's someone who can contribute, you know, be a I, I think they really would need at least need a guy who could be an immediate backup for, say, Sean, if he's a starter. I mean, somebody of that quality and somebody that fits in with Penn State's 
atmosphere, so to speak, and, and all that. So that will be an intriguing watch that will be going on for the first time, a watch like this for the first time, of course, that we've ever probably experienced. Well, exactly. and that's because everything's changed. I mean, the ACC today allowed you to, for the first time ever, to transfer within the conference. Uh, so, I mean, that came out today. I thought also it was interesting was the update uh, Frankie gave on Noah Kane. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the running back room is coming, you know, a year ago was one of the deepest in the league and the country, and then now, a year later, it's just kind of all over the place in a sense. You know, you have two freshmen, you know, what's up with Devin Ford, Where's what kind of player is he going to turn into? You have the transfer coming in, and then Noah, I mean, it's good to hear that it seems like his progress is going. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you always wondered if one of those guys might leave in the off season. That wouldn't have been a shock to anyone, right? Um, including Noah, who's not from anywhere around Pennsylvania and has had the toughest, toughest of times since he's come to Penn State, staying healthy. So, good news, I guess, for now. You know. All right. So, how do you look at this team heading into? Well, no, before I say, how do we look at the team? Just having a spring practice especially with a new coordinator. What do, what can that mean? I think for Penn State, it's huge. I think they were hurt so badly by because some schools got its spring workouts in, at least some of them in last year. Penn State didn't get any. Right. And um, you have now – and you had new coaches last year. Well, now you go through some of that again, and you have your new offensive coordinator whose big things are expected. And even, I think, more definitely – uh, more so than even Kirk Sharaka. I mean, this is the guy that can retool the quarterbacks, can bring you out, can make you a competitor right away. So what kind of progress they make, especially in the quarterback room, I think uh, it's going to be huge. This is a big, big chance for them to regain momentum program-wise heading into the summer. So now we get to the next one. What do you think about the areas of the football team that will get your air, your attention as you try to analyze where they're going with this? Well, I mean, um, the how they use the running backs, I think, is going to be interesting. I mean, the progress, obviously, we talked about a quarterback and where that's going because very thin room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then defensively, you know, the the pass rushing i mean they they you know it's been something really looked at highly intently the last two years and i think in some ways it's underperformed and you bring in a transfer and um then you're going to be looking at ids isaac and they still need i think more help defensive end i don't know if a guy like someone you forget about like nick tarburton can be someone like that but they need to be able to put pressure on the quarterbacks that he did in 2019 and before, and um, that's that's a huge area for me. It all goes from there because that, to me, is what makes it easier on your linebackers and your defensive backs, and they have to live up to expectations there. And there's the other part too. You mentioned about the running backs. Um, that's something where Sean Clifford did not have the advantage last year. When they lost Journey Brown, they lost a part of the passing game. Not just Journey Brown, the running back, but they lost part of the passing game too. When you look at the running backs that Penn State has, do you do you think that you know? And I don't know how much you've looked at John Lovett, the transfer from Baylor, but do they have guys that can be important in the passing game? Well, I I, th- I think the potential is there. I, I don't think there is a surefire 
guy you would look to 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 do that. It, it could be a little more of a committee thing. I mean, it's still development because they still had to use three guys that had next to no experience last year. And you always heard that, like, say, Keziah Holmes had good hands and could be a receiver, but he's still developing. I mean, Lovett, I think, has gotten some good marks in that regard, but, you know, we haven't seen him play in the Big Ten at Penn State, and he didn't play a full season last year. So I think it's going to be definitely something they have to do. And, and then also, you know, look at the potential still at tight end, despite losing Pat Fryermuth. I mean, to me, sometimes it gets a little bit overlooked because they don't have that all-American type guy coming back. But they have some good options, I think, at tight end that – I agree. I agree. They do. Uh, Theo Johnson, very good. Tyler Warren, very good. And Brenton Strange, very good. They have mm-hmm. some really good options there. Dotson and Washington back at wide receiver. So who are a couple of other guys you're looking at to then give them more balance of the wideout spot? Well, Keandre Lambert. Uh, yep. I mean, Lambert has to, has to be the guy um, right. yep. to take the next step because I don't think – Beyond him, I mean, I, I think there's question marks. I would, I would, I would put it beyond beyond him. He's a guy that seems like he's ready to emerge. He had the publicity. He did some good things. Now, hey, take the next step. No questions about him. And I think out of the new guys you bring in, can somebody, you know, do make maybe not the same impact that Parker Washington did, but be able to step in and contribute? Um, that's that's. Where I look, I mean, your first two guys were so good that I don't know if you need three more guys to suddenly become like them. You just need a couple more to kind of take in with, you know, complimentary what Jahan Dotson and Parker Washington. I mean, great players coming back. All-American guy, Jahan Dotson. Yeah, he is an all-American type player. There's no, no getting around it. And not only that, you know, what, what really impressed me that the other team knew he was the guy that you really wanted to go to when you needed it? He still made plays. Well, how often do guys who have the potential to take that really hard step in their development, that all-American type step, do it? Yeah. You know, you see a lot of guys that come in, you think they have that, but they don't ever maybe quite make it. It, it, he, He made it. I mean, that's impressive, and he did it when a lot of people weren't expecting him to make it. And you think that's got to rub off on the guys around him as well. Yeah, I mean, again, when people know, hey, who's their go-to guy? Boy, if five's their go-to guy. If five keeps making plays. Okay. That that tells you a lot when the other team knows and you still do it. Um, All right. So getting Tariq Castro feels back. Getting Dixon into the mix. Let's talk about the secondary for a moment. When you look at the secondary with the young corners that they have, and we saw a lot of, obviously, Ellis and Wilson and Hardy, and you know, you know what do you think about the secondary? What kind of potential do they have? And the fact that Brisker decided to come back at the safety spot. Yeah, I think it's. I think the key to me is right now, at least, can can one of those guys move to safety that stacked cornerback position and and not just move but embrace it and do well, someone like Keaton Ellis. Because right now they have the parts, but they're missing a safety to me. Um, So they need that guy beside Brisker. And Keaton Ellis, you always talked about he could move, you know, but 
I mean, somebody's got to step up there because I think that's the only, that's the one piece that could, right now, could be keeping them away from having one of the more overlooked, undervalued secondaries in the, in the league and maybe beyond. Yeah, they got the makings at cornerback, which isn't always a position that, you know, you're at Penn State, you're always touting, I mean, over yeah. the years. You, you're not always. I mean, the great one, the one of the great ones is just just joined their staff, you know. Oh, uh, point extra. <laughs> it's one of the yeah. great college Well, he's one of the great ones. Right, absolutely. And then Alan Zemitis joined coming so, back. Getting State. Alan Zemitis back in the recruiting spot. I mean, and and Alan's worked hard on the coaching front to, to work his way to this position. I mean, he's dedicated himself to it. He's an invested, passionate member he, of the No staff. doubt. <laughs> no doubt. You know, and, and they still have, you know, it, it, so it, that'll help on the recruiting front. And by the way, young guy that's also helping out back there is, I, I always keep forgetting to mention him. I apologize for Angelo Bentley because uh, he's he's helped a lot back there as a young grad assistant. Uh, yeah, cornerback's looking great, better than I've seen. Let's see what yeah. they can do. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I didn't mention Joey Porter Jr. in that mix, too. I should have mentioned that. Also, here here's another part. They did go through a full winter workout last year. They got them all in last year. Okay? That, that they did finish last year. But then the off-season workouts that went May and June and, and, and so forth, you know, obviously all that was, you know, it became a hodgepodge and people missed a lot of time. Just for them to go into a summer training camp after having, quote, as normal an off-season as you can under the circumstances, what do you think that can mean? Well, I think it's huge for the development. You got to remember, I think that Penn State was really hurt again. I'll say it maybe more than other teams because I think Dwight Galt's staff is one of the best in the whole country. Yes. So yeah, they got their winter workouts in last year, but that didn't get a chance to kind of where did that go? Everybody suddenly goes home. <laughs> yeah. Now you now your backpacks with rocks. You're pushing cars. Right. You know. So I don't think they were able to take advantage of Dwight Galt's staff's work as they normally can, which I think was another blow for Penn State. When you have such high standards and you and you miss that transition, and this year they won't miss that. And I think that's going to show. There's a lot of things kind of, I don't know if they're behind the scenes, but really hurt Penn State, I think, that led to their start that they won't have to um, kind of work against this year. Look, this is a program that makes adjustments all the time because James is always looking for a better way, maybe a slight tweak, or maybe there's, you know, or maybe he looks at it and says, "Hey, it, we're on the right track. Keep the same." But it's all, but it's also part part of a formula is how they get ready. The formula got really got thrown wrenches at it last year and now you're instead of tweaking or keeping things the same it needed to have a radical change and that's not easy to go through no you can't only make so many changes i mean you have so many cards in your hand you can't if you can't get another couple cards you got what you got at some point you know you can only mix pieces around so many times when you're down to freshman running backs and 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 everything else we know so now it's a think a different scenario and i think uh the transfers that they brought in which they have you know not done in the past i'd be interested i think those guys will help 
I think it's going to be a picture that comes together. They're going to be in much better shape to deal with something that might go awry at the beginning of the season, in better shape than they were last year. Uh, Pennsylvania is going to ease restrictions for indoor and outdoor events starting on April 4th. The maximum occupancy limits for out, uh, for indoor events will increase to 25% regardless of venue size. And the maximum occupancy will then increase to allow 50% maximum occupancy regardless of venue. A, how have things been going down in York County? Has it been better? And what was your thought when you saw this today? Yeah, I think it's been better overall. I mean... The more the you know every day and week that goes by, more people get vaccinated, which is yeah. builds upon and builds upon. And mm-hmm. So I think Penn State and the talk you're hearing, I mean, you know, they're looking toward the season more than they are here. I just don't right. I quite understand why they just don't come out and say we're not doing the blue white game. And this is, I mean, <laughs> we're not going to go through this in any way. It doesn't seem possible to me for them to to try to pull something off publicly in April with with so well, little time. That, so. You know, what makes that difficult, and I think I said this to uh, you guys off the air, it's not a ticketed event, all right? And that's what makes it difficult. People are like, oh, this opens the door in the blue white game. It's not a ticketed event. What do you do? Look there, everybody, I'm sorry, we're at the limit, and they turn people away? I mean, I don't think that, that's why it's, it's not. None of it makes sense yeah. to me. Why you try to go through the hassles of, and then the big thing is not even just the game. It's the the main thing that makes the weekend successful is the is everything around that as well. And you can't, they're not going to try to hold right. all that. Yeah, it's again, I'm not trying to to uh, throw a a damper on it, but I'm trying to be realistic about it here. It doesn't mean they can't have some sort of blue white game or something like that because you know TV and maybe have families and things like that. Not like they couldn't do that. But in terms of a, hey, let's all go, the problem is it's, it's not a ticketed event. How do you handle it? Because you have not all the seats are open. <laughs> no, right, exactly. And James hinted at it. He didn't come out and say it today, but he almost could read. And what he's saying is that we'd almost rather just have our regular 15th practice so we can do all the things we really want to do in a scrimmage or practice without everybody looking at us. Right. This year, at least, you know? I mean... Right. All right. Always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate it very much. Me too. Thank you very much, Steve. All the best to you this spring. Great to you. Oh, we'll talk again before the spring's out. Thanks so much for everything. Take care. All right. Frank Bodan, New York Daily Record. All right, let's get to our play-by-play call of the day. Nice setup for this. Five to shoot. Three players around him. There you go. Oh, he lost it on the way to the hole. Right read. Just couldn't execute. Absolutely. Had an open lane. No question. Cabello, he got Soft open. Spot. Soft spot. Wow. Clever. That ball handling. It just got everybody off balance. Wide open jumper. Yeah, that was uh, yesterday's Big Ten championship game. And... Uh, Andre Curbelo was fabulous yesterday. Fabulous. All right. Great to have you with us on the show today. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. 
Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. 2021 has begun, and this is the perfect time to make sure you're protecting what matters most. Whether it be you, your family, or your business, we have the experience and knowledge you need to help navigate through the process. Our office remains available to service our new and current clients by phone at 570-286-5855, by email, and by appointment. Purdy Insurance, what can we do for you? I think for the last few years, you know, I felt like this this moment was coming, and it just made me so laser-focused on staying in the moment. And I want to be able to look back with incredible memories and knowing that I gave it my absolute best. <laughs> I am going to be working for NBC. I'm part of the team now. Yes. Uh, a, new, a, a new team. And in today's show, shocked by something everybody else outside of the today's show already knew. All right, so wonderful. All I had to do is walk down the hallway and ask, <laughs> and it told them. Well, they did a very uh, bad job of hiding it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's probably going to do Notre Dame football. He'll be a part of the Olympic coverage, their uh, Super Bowl coverage, and so forth. He'll do a good job. Smart, articulate, knows the game. Fran McCaffrey, four-year contract extension at Iowa. Archie Miller out at Indiana. Richard Pitino out at Minnesota. Dave Lato out at DePaul. Earl Grant leaves College College of Charleston to be Boston College's head coach. James Franklin's spring press conference next on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business. Best in the business when it comes to insurance needs. I'll make sure you're covered, get you the best price. Update policies. They're the pros, pros in insurance. It's Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. Great time to deal as well. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, Penn State uh, soccer today. Men uh, beat Rutgers 4-2. Hockey with Wisconsin Big Ten semifinal just getting underway in South Bend as we speak. Penn State beat Notre Dame yesterday 6-3. All right, we've talked about basketball, and, of course, we're still waiting for official word. But ask go through the compensation committee first. I mean, you got to wait for things like that, right? There's, there are steps that have to be taken. Uh, but we've talked about that. Now let's get into spring football. First spring practice today, James Franklin talked with the media earlier today. Like always, uh, appreciate everybody jumping on to, to cover Penn State uh, football. Hopefully here at some point we can get back to more of a, a normal routine where you guys are here in town and and we're in person. Um, obviously this is the first spring ball since uh, March 2019. 
you know, we can't take anything for granted. Um, you know, it's it's kind of strange that we have some staff members that have been here going on two years, and this is their first spring ball. Uh, same thing with some players, you know, in their first spring ball. So we can't take anything for granted. Uh, that really was somewhat or fairly inconsistent across college football last year as well as in our own conference. Uh, so we just got to make sure that we go through everything in detail so we're all on the same page about expectations and standards. Um, and obviously some things that we want to get accomplished is uh, confidence, chemistry, and leadership, probably big picture deals, uh, offensive ball security, defensive ball disruption. We always want to take time to teach situational football and go through that in detail so we're all on the same page. And then we really want to create, you know, the way I describe it, a two-and-a-half deep on defense, a two-and-a-half deep on offense, and a two-and-a-half deep on special teams. So what I mean there is say say at defensive end you got two positions you really want to feel confident that you have uh five players that you feel really good about a first team a second team and then you know a fifth swing guy uh that that's really at the minimum of what you would want you know pretty much at every position especially you know when you're talking about you know a two and a half deep just so make sure everybody understood what i was talking about there and that's offense defense and special teams you know academically we've done some really good things we had 29 student athletes earn academic all big 10 in 2020 had a team GPA of a 3.37. We had 86 guys with a 3.0 or higher, 37 guys with a 3.5 or higher, and we had five guys with a 4.0. So I want to continue building on that. Uh, from a physical standpoint, it's the biggest team uh, that we have had. Uh, we're four pounds heavier than both the 2016 team and the 2020 team are team average uh, weight is 241 pounds um, essentially uh, we do have some positional uh, changes I wanted to make you guys aware of Sebastian Constantini from cornerback to safety he's a guy that's really you know doing some nice things for us got tremendous testing numbers um, you know we feel like that's going to get him more reps in practice and hopefully a role on special teams as well Zariah Fisher from linebacker to defensive end you know we had recruited Zariah knowing that he could play linebacker but also thinking that you know he could be a swing guy based on his length and athleticism to defensive end he's excited about that we're excited about that Alex Fermanek, who's had a great offseason, uh, came in as a linebacker, has moved to defensive end, and now has moved to defensive tackle, put up some crazy numbers in, in the weight room testing last week and, and continues to do well. We're really excited about him. And then Dominic DeLuca uh, from, from safety to linebacker. Uh, some of these positional changes could be short-term. We'll revisit them after spring and, and, and summer camp. But, again, that was an opportunity for Dom DeLuca, a guy that we're excited about. Uh, you know, was Mr. PA in, in the state uh, last year. Um, but an opportunity for him to get more reps in practice as well. Obviously, the hires of Mike Yursich, Ty Howell, and Anthony Poindexter 
feel really good about all three of those moves that we made in the offseason. Uh, feel like not only not only have they jumped in with both feet, um, you know, from a from a football perspective, but also culturally have been great fits as well. Um, I've known Anthony Poindexter for a long time, and I've uh, tried to hire him on several occasions. So this this worked out really well. Uh, Mike Yursich, I think you guys know we've been involved, um, you know, with Mike for the last couple of years. Uh, and then obviously, you know, we were able to interview Ty Howe for over a year uh, on our staff and, and been really impressed with him. You know, with, with, with Ty, it kind of leads me into the next point. It's pretty cool right now that we got six um, lettermen, um, you know, Penn State football lettermen on, on our staff with Terry Smith, Ty Howe, Deion Barnes, Wendy Laurent, Alan Zemitis, and, and Todd Kolka. So you know, really cool. We got six of those guys in our program that can, can provide tremendous uh, information and insight uh, from a historical, from a tradition uh, perspective. I'm uh, excited about having those guys. So uh, appreciate everybody's time again. Uh, excited about get, getting out there for the first day today. Uh, the weather's a little deceiving because uh, the sun is, is bright and beautiful, but uh, it's still a little bit chilly. Uh, but we're really looking forward to getting out there. Tyler Donahue, and then we will go to uh, Bob Flounders. Hi, James. Good to see you. Hey, Ty. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Um, wanted to get into the, the quarterback room with Mike Yersich a bit. You mentioned hiring him. big part of that is elevating that QB room. What have you seen through a couple months here? What is your anticipation for what can be accomplished back on the practice field? And what's the challenge, obstacle involved with only having three scholarship quarterbacks at this moment? Yeah, so you know, Mike's Mike's done a nice job. Obviously, you look at his you know his history, um, you know, not only on offense but to your question specifically at the quarterback position. So that was that was a big part of that. You know, obviously, uh, you know, two years ago, um, you know, obviously won a lot of games with Sean. There was a lot of buzz and, and excitement uh, about about what he was doing, and uh, you know, we want to we want to build on that. Uh, and then obviously, you know, being able to evaluate, coach, and, and develop uh, both Taekwon and Veyu's is going to be important. Um, I also think there's there's some you know opportunities as well for us to um, you know still kind of look into the the transfer market you know, from a competition standpoint, uh, from a depth standpoint, from a lot of different perspectives. But but it's it's got to be the right fit. Uh, and it's got to make sense uh, from a lot of different levels. But, but uh, I know Mike's really excited about it. You know, I know our, our student athletes are really excited about it. Uh, we've taken a very aggressive approach this whole off season. Um, you know, from from what we're allowed to do from an NCAA and from a Big Ten perspective. And I expect us to go out and practice like a veteran team. You know, we've been able to keep. Um, keep a lot of the terminology the same you know in in, in Penn State's offense and, and what we want to do moving forward and I think that's that's helped us so um, you know we're in a good place I think I expect us to practice really well but I think obviously you know come the end of spring we'd like to have a pretty good idea of of who our first team second team and third team quarterbacks are um, and then also you know what do we need to do um, you know whether it's transfer portal or, or whatever it may be do we feel like we need to go out and, and bring another guy in because you'd like to have you'd like to be at at five uh, scholarship quarterbacks all the time. I think you can get away with four, 
three three gets a little gets a little uh, dicey. So um, you know we'll we'll see how that goes, and we'll communicate all those things. Um, you know, kind of you know, throughout throughout our program. Greg Pickle, Penn Live. Ben Jones, you're on deck. Hi, James. How you doing? Good, Greg. How are you, man? I'm doing well, thanks. Hey, I'm curious what your plans are for the blue-white game this year, if you'll have one, and if not, what you'll be able to get with that 15th practice if it's not a scrimmage like that. Yeah, I think there's some discussions right now going on with that at, at you know the university level, um, you know, with our administration as as well as the administration uh, on campus in in Old Main, and just making sure we're all on the same page. I think for us, you know, our entire focus is is on um, what can we do to best position us uh, for next year. You know, uh, we we want to you know try to be able to to get back as close to normal as we possibly can uh, for next season. And I think a lot of things are trending in that direction um, nationally as well as with within our state. Um, so that's that's kind of our focus uh, from a football strictly perspective. The things that that I'm most comfortable speaking on, uh, we will um, you know on our Fridays and Saturday practices we will um, scrimmage. You know we will you know get those 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 opportunities um, in some ways um, you know a uh, you know a final practice or, or final scrimmage however you want to put it a lot of times those things in such a public setting like that are are pretty vanilla um, this would allow us to have you know a, a true 15th practice where we're um, you know, we're we're putting everything out there from an evaluation standpoint as well. But there's still some some conversations that are still being worked through, and and we hope to make an announcement here sooner rather than later. Um, you know, from a football perspective, from an athletic department perspective, and then obviously always aligned uh, with President Barron and Old Main. Um, so uh, we'll wait till that's uh, announced uh, from that perspective. Ben Jones, StateCollege.com. T. Frank, you're on deck. Hey, James, how's it going? Good, Ben. How are you? Good, good. You've got six guys on staff that are either in their first or second year with you. Coming off the season that you had, how do you kind of balance um, having your finger on the pulse of all those different rooms without overmanaging at the same time? Yeah, I think for me, um, I've always uh, been pretty upfront that, you know, I, I am going to have my fingers all over things and, and be a micromanager early on. Uh, I don't want to be. So once once I'm comfortable that um, you know, those rooms are, are being run or those areas are being run the way we need them to be run, uh, then, then I step away. And um, but early on, I want to make sure that I understand what's going on, and and that they understand, you know, um, my perspective as well. And then also uh, culturally, how we do things here at Penn State, um, and hopefully, you know, through all those conversations and discussions and dialogue, you know, that we can speed up the, uh, you know, the adjustment, the adjustment time and the adjustment process here. So, um, you know, that that's kind of the nature of of college football now, and. Uh, and we'll embrace it. Fortunately, you know, we've been able to make some hires that either have some, um, you know, understanding of what Penn State's about, have been around me and my staff, um, or just people that we've had relationships with for a long period of time. So all those things help. But I, but I think you're exactly right, Ben. We can't we can't take anything for granted, especially uh, when you magnify the fact that again, even the guys that we hired last year, this is their first uh, first time going through spring football. T. Frank Carr, ESPN Radio, and Neil Rudell, you're on deck. 
Hey, James, good to see you again. You as well. I, I probably should have asked you this before, but what do you want me to address you as? Is it, is uh, T. Frank is fine. T. Frank. That's what most people call me. All right, just making sure. Thank you. Uh, I want to go off what you just were talking about there at the end. Um, seeing as you didn't have spring ball last year, uh, paraphrase something that Dwight Galt said last week. Um, he said he was pleased with the winter conditioning and that players had made up a lot of the ground, if not all the ground, they had lost from last year. Do you think spring ball can do that for you as in, on the football side of the program? And how do you quantify something like that of making up for lost ground or making up for lost instruction time? Yeah, I think it, it has to. Uh, you know, you have no other choice. If, if you look again nationally and not only in our own conference, um, you look at the teams who had uh, either all of spring ball or some of spring ball, you know, there's a pretty strong correlation, um, you know, with, with last year. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're definitely approaching it that way. Uh, same thing with camp. You know, you know, we're going to have to look take a similar approach when we get to summer camp because we, you know, we did not have a traditional summer camp last year as well. Um, so yeah, we're, we're approaching it, um, you know, as if this is a tremendous opportunity to to build our team from the ground up, uh, you know, like we always do, and in, and in, in more of a normal. Um, kind of routine and a normal calendar and a normal model, um, you know. But again, you know, to your point, you know, there are some differences there, and and we really should have took last year as what an unbelievable opportunity to learn uh, under very challenging circumstances, but um, you know, uh, also an opportunity to learn and get better. Neil Rudell, El Tunamira, Rich Scarcella, you're on deck. Hi, James. Hi, Neil. Um, since the last time. Uh, uh, we gathered uh, the board of trustees approved a substantial increase or I mean for improvements uh, the last building and I just wonder if you could describe in general uh, the, the support that you feel that you feel from the board um, former players in general and and Jay Paterno went on record as opposing it I'm wondering uh, whether you feel you have his support or how much uh, relationship there yep uh I'm really excited about practice today, uh, you know, for spring ball. Uh, we're excited about that we continue to, uh, you know, make strides, uh, you know, from a facility standpoint and all the things that we feel like we need to do to continue building Penn State football and, and what Penn State football means to the community and what Penn State football means to the athletic department and the university as a whole. Um, and, and the support has been, has been great. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, you know the the decision uh, to keep the progress, the the project moving forward was great. Um, I think the other thing, obviously, is this was voted and, and approved upon. Uh, I think over a year ago, so um, it's great that we can continue making progress. And and again, we're excited about getting out for spring ball practice today, and that's where our, our focus is. And um, you know, looking forward to you know continue making progress really in every area, academically, uh, athletically, socially. Um, you know, in every single area, we we need to continue to compete. James Franklin at his spring press conference today, first spring practice today, first of 15 for the Nittany Lions. First time since 2019 they've had spring practice, a very important one coming up for them. We'll come back, wrap it up in a moment, brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. This is the walk-up music that Sue does when he comes into the staff meeting. Just, I, mean, I don't know why you need walk-up music for a staff meeting. <laughs> I had somebody email me over the weekend and said, who is the suit? When I told them who it was, their response was, oh, now it makes sense. <laughs> I, uh, it, I just... I got to give Dave Ritchie credit. I mean, when when the suit walks into the gym and they play that theme, <laughs> Dave used to cringe. Now he just rolls with it. I, I got to give, you know. I got to say, gotta, I never knew we can fist pump, but yeah. <laughs> no, I give Dave credit. He kind of rolls with the punches now. It's, <laughs> ay, ay, ay. It's, uh, all right. It's been obviously been a very busy day. It'll be a busy week. Eventually, we'll get to the NCAA tournament. Matt's already filled out his bracket, and uh, yeah, I have. I'm ready. You know, J- Johnny Gall assured me they're beating Baylor, so I mean, it's you know we're done. <laughs> Move Hartford on. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought was Johnny finally gets there, and of course, and believe me, you put him on a press conference, he's going to delight the world. He's something else, uh, as likable a guy as you're ever going to meet, and really good coach too, uh, but. Uh, you know, I looked up and go, great, you got Baylor. <laughs> Fabulous. Welcome to the tournament. You got Baylor. Hey, Baylor is really, really good, but they are not where they were, and neither is Michigan from a month ago. And Michigan now doesn't have livers, and that's a huge loss for them. So. Mm, maybe I may have to make another adjustment to the bracket. I'm just hearing about that. But the livers is out. Yeah. He's got a stress fracture. Oh. So, yeah. I can't picture him. I, I'd be, based on what I've heard, I can't picture him playing. And remember, everything is so condensed. I mean, it's really condensed. I mean, they're not starting until later this week, and they're, boom, it doesn't take long to get to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight round. And today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Rob Blackman, the play-by-play voice of Purdue, joins us tomorrow. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 
WKOK, where there's no need for walk-up music. We just show up and work.